0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the
1: leading
2: brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James, and before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind the scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash who would win show right now. Who would win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash who would win show, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan, you'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope
2: to see you there. A figure races out from between the shadows, darting and dashing from dark spot to dark spot until he comes to a rest on the roof of a convenience store. Taking off his mask, Deathstroke surveys himself for damage. He exhales as he was able to pull off his latest assassination without a single scratch. It is then that several small bears appear on the roof with him, This guy seems angry, let's cheer him up, as the Care Bears stare down Deathstroke. The assassin is taken aback by the strange little creatures, and he quickly redons his mask, raises his sword, and readies himself for another combat. It's Injustice League versus American Greetings. It's Slade versus Bedtime and Friends. It's Deathstroke versus The Care Bears, today on Who Would Win?
1: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gabsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Sticanus. Today's matchup is sure to make parent advocacy groups both angry and pleasantly surprised depending on the parent advocacy group, of course. In one corner, you have Deathstroke, the most dangerous mercenary and assassin in the DC universe. And in the other corner, you have the Care Bears, a group of colorful, lovable bears from the Care Lock Kingdom. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed. And I got several warnings during the search from Greta Thunberg, uh, Thunberg whatever, however you pronounce her last name, Peta. And my rabbi even was, you know, kind of not happy with me for asking this question. So obviously this matchup has never been discussed ever before in the history of the multiverse, which means yet again, we bring you the Legion of audience, a premier battle in geek culture, Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? My
2: first thought is you need to look at that spyware you've got on your computer. I think you've been clicking too many of those, uh, too many of those uh, banner ads uh, on the news articles. If you know what I'm saying, if suddenly you're getting calls from people based on internet searches. Now, We did a a Patreon poll. And if you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash who would win show. uh, Once a month, we get to, generally speaking, uh, once a month you get to vote on who is going to be on the show this month, who's going to be on the show very soon. We try to let the people get involved in helping pick the matchups. And we we did it. And it was a two-way tie for the win. The winner uh, tied with a one-punch man who obviously we used last week. And the other side of it was put on for a lark But here we are, the Care Bears were also tied for the victory in the Patreon poll. So here we are one week later doing the Care Bears in a battle. And does this count as a boss battle? It is technically one versus 10. That's right. I'll give you a sneak preview. 10 Care Bears versus one Deathstroke. Is this a boss battle? You know, I, I, I got presented this
1: battle and they said, Hey, good news, bad news, you've got death stroke, bad news, you've got the Care Bears. And I actually think that's good news. And look, everyone loves the Care Bears. They're fantastic, they're awesome. And I'm sure they're going to be presented with a whole bunch of great superpowers. But I actually have a problem with the Care Bears. See, back in the day, yeah, I'm going there as a you know little boy in Canada who'd come home from school, didn't have a lot of friends. So my TV was my only friend. And, you know, I was, you know, instead of being, uh, you know, excited by watching, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, or what have you. Good stuff. Instead, I was presented with the Care Bears. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? And my cousins who live in the United States were like, no, no, you got to watch Transformers and G.I. Joe. And I'm like, I can't, because I'm watching, or I'm not watching. I have the freaking Care Bears. I believe that's a Canadian cartoon, which meant it qualified as Canadian content, which is the same reason why Celine Dion and, um, you know, what's her name? Alanis Morris that are played a million times every day in Canada because it's Canadians making content. Blah, blah. All I'm saying is Care Bears are getting wrecked because they got in the way of me watching some good old American after school cartoons.
2: We will talk about the Canadian aspect of it uh, in a little bit uh, for sure. I, I think the Care Bears are uh, grossly underrated. I like the fact that they are making a comeback uh, in the modern era. They are a throwback to a long, long time ago. We're talking. 40-plus years ago, when the Care Bears first appeared in our lives, basically for a lot of us Gen Xers, our entire lives have been filled with the Care Bears. And for right or wrong, uh, you know, they have a certain place in, I think, all our hearts in one way or another. This matchup is actually great because
1: I I naturally would have thought, okay, Care Bears versus another group of lovable, you know, characters that have cool powers, have like an after-school cartoon. I would have thought the my little pony and friends group versus the care bears would have been great. But ever since we did twilight sparkle versus Lobo mm-hmm. and you did such a great job illustrating the insanely violent tendencies of twilight sparkle. I'm like, this just would not work whatsoever. And then we have someone with insanely violent tendencies in the form of Destro taking on the care bears. I am all for this matchup. Now, speaking of people who are all for this matchup, it is time to introduce our guest judge making another appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's fan favorite. It's the only adult in the room, at least for this show. It's podcaster extraordinaire. You know who I'm talking about. It's Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win.
0: How dare you? You think I didn't listen last week when you said that Brent Pope was the adult in the room? Mm. I th- There cannot be two adults. I will have to fight Brent Pope now. I don't but- want to. I hate this Asian on Asian violence, but it's gotta be done.
2: But he's not in the room right now, so I think you're safe. No,
0: you know I what? think we should
2: double down on this. So. Make
0: it like Highlander, where there
1: can be only one adult in the room. I like to see how this plays out. Listen, listen, Robert, let me let me apologize. You know, let me talk about how great you are. You've been called the greatest mind that Papa Smurf has ever encountered. You are mm. currently undefeated in underwater knife throwing. And to make things mm. even more incredible, your devilish good looks have been called the perfect blend a Brad Pitt, Jordan Peele, and Wilford Brimley. I'm talking about the the young Wilford Brimley who still looked old even though he was young. Please tell the Legion of Audience, our faithful fan base, what you've been up to.
0: This is... the These are all most mostly lies. I, I am the uh, world record holder of underwater knife throwing, being that I'm the only person who has ever done underwater knife throwing competitively. I don't know if you can call it competitively if I'm the only one who's done it. Nevertheless, I've always... Felt that uh, you should uh, find a niche that no one else is in, and then fill that niche. So, I feel pretty good about that. I do not have Wilford Brimley good looks, though. I feel like I'm, um, you know, like a, I'm, a, I'm like a dollar store version of Wilford Brimley. That's yeah, that okay. That's what you get from me. Oh, no, you it, know, what, it does. It's you know what it, you get at the dollar store. I've
1: been there quite a bit. You get uh, Wilford Brimley products, including mm-hmm. endorsed products, including his uh, oatmeal. Remember, he was an oatmeal kind of aficionado. I not do remember that.
0: Remember, yeah,
1: remember. If you remember the remember Care bears.
2: It. You remember Wilford Brimley hocking oatmeal.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. And so you... no, I,
1: don't sell yourself short, Robert Clark Chan. Now, listen, what what have you been doing with your podcast? Because everyone loves them.
0: Well, I mean, um, we've been doing the A.E. Doubleback podcast for a while now, and. Uh, Things are getting crazy in the world of wrestling, so if you, if you follow that sort of thing, you should definitely check it out. Uh, cartoons have n- uh, not particularly been um, chaotic, I'll say. Uh, it's pretty much been the same thing for the past fifty odd years, but every year we do basically a month full of a month of Halloween episodes, and a month of Thanksgiving episodes, and a month of Christmas episodes because we're we're holiday crazy over there, so check those out. You will enjoy it, I think. Is that the Knowing is Half the Podcast uh, show that
1: you're referring no, to? No, no, my- no, no,
0: no. I don't, I don't, no, bleep that out. I don't want anybody to know the name of my podcast <laughs> because I, this that's part of, that's part of my trademark charm is to be t- terrible, just the worst at marketing. But you're the
1: best, okay, you may be the worst at marketing, but I'm just going to speak on behalf of everybody. You are the best part of that podcast. That's all I'm gonna you know. say. I took a I took a poll. Everyone agreed that of all the three people there, you are Robert Clark Chan, everyone's favorite person, the driving force behind the uh not to be named podcast. All right, listen, Robert Clark Chan, there's the reason why I'm so happy you're here is because you were the judge that oversaw, in my opinion, one of the greatest episodes of Who Would Win Show ever did. I'm talking about Ronald McDonald versus Burger King. And I think we have something that comes at least close. To that level of lunacy in today's matchup. So my good sir, you have a huge responsibility on your hands. With all that being said, let's get to it. Ray, please do us the honors
2: and announce today's matchup. Representing DC Comics, the villain who was only one fourth wall break away from being a star, Deathstroke. And representing CloudCo, the most dangerous characters in all of fiction. After all, every single one of them bear arms, the Care Bears.
1: They do, don't they? Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Now, Rhea, are you using the, you know, mature reader manga version of the Care Bears or using another version we're not familiar with?
2: There's a shocking amount of different Care Bears stuff out there from the greeting cards and toys to the comic books but I'm going with the uh, collected TV movie, TV and movie versions, which are basically the same people uh, doing the same stuff. So TV and movie versions of the Care Bears. Let's make this happen. I
1: love it. Look, there are so many great versions, but, Again, I just don't know exactly what Ray's bringing the table, so I'm going to play it safe. I'm taking Deathstroke from the current DC Comics universe because that's what I do. All right, rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed to we'll be given less weight. Rule number five. The winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto at any point they feel violates these rules or establish logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Visit www.whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some great Who Would Win shirts and merch.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make?
1: Need to supercharge your hiring? You need
2: a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look. But if you're hiring... You can invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to U.S. Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about. And we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. Indeed's going to do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning.
1: Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash www. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash www. Indeed.com slash www. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for the Care Bears.
2: The Care Bears are multicolored anthropomorphic teddy bears with images on their tummies to differentiate them. They were created by CloudCo Entertainment and first appeared on American Greetings greeting cards back in 1981. Yes, that's where they started. In what started as characters for greeting cards, as we just said, Their immediate popularity caused the plan to take over the world to occur. By 1982, they were optioned for a series of toys, board games, and children's books. The advance continued in 1983 when their first TV special, The Care Bears in the Land Without Feelings, first aired. And by 1985, the assault on our culture was complete. As the Care Bears movie released, along with an 11-episode animated TV series by Deek Entertainment of Course Canada. Ugh. The Care Bears teach the values of sharing and caring, but when pushed to their limit, respond with a very powerful magic to defeat their foes. Fun fact, the Care Bears did something that not many other brands did in the 1980s. They started with the toys first and up front, and then filled in the story with shows later. If you'll note, popular shows like He-Man, Transformers, and of course, my favorite, G.I. Joe, started with comics or animated shows, and then later added the toys to sell based on the stuff that people were already familiar with. But with the Care Bears, the toys already existed in millions of homes and were super popular, so they had to reverse engineer everything to fit into this story and world all the stuff that was already out there. It's kind of interesting, I think. I don't know. Anyways, that is the Care Bears.
1: Freaking Care Bears! Seriously, so much. Oh, uh, I think I would be the villain of the. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm They're not a delightful. Big fan. All right. Uh, here are the details for Deathstroke. Deathstroke, whose real name is Slade Wilson, was created by Marv Wolfman, whom I interviewed, by the way, and made his first appearance in the New Teen Titans number two back in December of 1980. Deathstroke, the world's greatest mercenary and assassin, and long-standing enemy of the Teen Titans joined the army at the age of 16. The army experimented on him, enhancing his strength, speed, and intelligence. After being discharged from the army, he used his wealth to create an arsenal of equipment along with his powers to become the mercenary Deathstroke. Since then, he's gone from villain to villain for hire to anti-hero at times. The one thing that can't be questioned, however, is that he's always considered amongst one of the most dangerous people on the planet. And here's an interesting fact about Deathstroke. Did you know that Deathstroke saved two U.S. presidents? It's true. In Deathstroke the Hunted, a U.S. senator by the name of Williams was murdered. He was then replaced by an impersonator, all in order to get to President Bill Clinton. Strapped with explosives, the impersonator planned to blow himself up and take down the president during the daily morning, or his daily morning jog. However, Deathstroke got wind of the plan and intercepted the president during the jog. Clinton isn't the only president who Deathstroke was saved, saved, by the way. He also saved President Bush by defusing a bomb that was set to explode under Capitol Hill in Deathstroke Number 4. Who knew he was so patriotic? america hmm. not gonna say it nope. no nothing Poop, it. yeah there you go and now you have the facts on both opponents robert do you have any questions before we get started
0: did deathstroke save uh herbert walker bush or w bush which one would you have preferred i see where you're going with this i see no i would feel better if he, he had saved barbara bush honestly I mean, they always went everywhere together, so that kind
1: of, you know, was was, was in implied. Enough of this tomfoolery.
2: Get on with your game. That's fair enough. All right, Ray, hit us with your point number one. Point number one for the Care Bears. Now, I just want to kind of talk about some of the basics of the Bears. Each one stands about three feet tall and is somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 to 50 pounds. I am talking about the original 10 Bears. We are not going to be including the cousins in this battle, quite honestly, because, you know, nobody really likes the cousins. Let's just keep it real. So we're talking about Bedtime Bear, Birthday Bear, Cheer Bear, Friend Bear, Sunshine Bear, Good Luck Bear, Grumpy Bear, Love A Lot Bear, Tender Heart Bear, and Wish Bear. I don't need to explain to anyone out there that 10 versus 1, regardless of size and stature, does mean something in a battle i understand that deathstroke has fought teams by himself before one thing i think that deathstroke often brings to the battle is previous knowledge he's often fought all of these characters individually before and has a general idea of how they're going to fight what they're going to do and he has a plan ahead of time how he's going to defeat them and then he enacts that plan he's very batman like in that particular uh way but the Care Bears are a different story altogether because they do not fight in the traditional sense. You're not going to see any one of them put on a hammerlock or, uh, or or start throwing haymakers or karate kicks or even uh, uh, an Aikido throw. That's not how they fight. We'll get into that a little bit later. One thing you have to keep in mind is they have Toon Force. I'm not going to lean too heavy into the Toon Force because they don't have like a Bugs Bunny level of it. But there's definitely a thing that has to be said about the fact that the Care Bears are lifetime undefeated and unmatched and basically unhurt. They are the one-punch man of the Care Bears universe. They are, in fact, as James would say in his Scooby-Doo argument, if you've never seen blood on them, obviously it's going to be very, very difficult to get it out of them in a battle like this. If the Care Bears never bled, how is Deathstroke possibly going to cut them? But they do use their Toon Force in some other ways. Uh, Some of the different villains that they fight, and they fight a lot of magic users. They fight against a lot of wizards and witches and that kind of a thing. And they they have a variety of powers, honestly. They do uh, shape-shifting. They can turn themselves into uh, different creatures or sizes. They have ones that can grow plants with prickles on them, very, very large, and cover entire areas. Uh, Some of them can summon shape-shifting clouds. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Some of them can do sleeping spells as well as uh, causing doors to lock and unlock, create tornadoes. So they're not exactly like fighting against the bottom barrel of villains. Not that Deathstroke is either. But the entire point about it is that they fight all these magic users over and over again, and they are absolutely undefeated. Grumpy Bear one time deflected a bolt of lightning shot at him with an umbrella. And I don't need to talk about the reaction speed, the the speed itself, the timing involved, and the strength, quite honestly, to slap a lightning bolt out of your way that's coming at you with an umbrella, but that is a thing that Grumpy Bear has absolutely done. At the end of the day, we have a very powerful metahuman in Deathstroke versus 10 ethereal beings who live on a cloud in the sky named Caralot, and they have buildings, and they have slides and playgrounds up on these clouds. These are essentially 10 Gandalf the Whites Versus one Deathstroke. That's bad odds for Deathstroke. And that's my point number one.
1: Oh, I can't wait to push back on this one. You freaking Care Bears. Um, Here's the deal. Listen, um, 10 on one. According to your stats, Ray, that's 400 to 500 pounds of Care Bears versus a superhuman like Deathstroke. He's going to go through them so quick. Because what they don't have is experience. Now, you're right. Deathstroke does like to prepare. He's a mercenary. He's an assassin. You know, that's the thing he does. But he has so many examples where he's finding himself in a situation where he had no time to prepare and he still comes out ahead. That is something he's done. The reason why is because he's got so much experience. He's already kind of prepared for so many things, so many contingencies that he may not be expecting. He's already kind of thought ahead that way. He's a master planner. I'll talk about that more later. Uh, Listen, the Care Bears have been defeated. This is the nature of the thing. And this is what you should have brought up in any Scooby-Doo episode I ever bring up is the fact that they don't do well in the first 22 minutes of their, or their 22 minute episodes. They don't do well in the first five to 10 minutes. Something bad happens. They get captured. Whatever happens, their powers get depowered, whatever. And then they have to figure out a way to pull it all together at the end in the last four to five minutes of the episode, which means the first 16 to 17 minutes, they are getting wrecked, or at least 10 minutes are getting wrecked. They are absolutely going down because Destro can take advantage of that. And in terms of an umbrella that can take out You know, cartoon lightning. Listen, it's science. We've all seen the TikTok videos of someone getting hit by lightning and they get up, they get hit lightning by again, and they get up an umbrella if it's grounded properly. It's science. It can deflect or negate, I should say, a lightning bolt. And how powerful is that lightning bolt in the Care Bear's cartoon? Very few things are actually that physically consequential. All right, enough of this. Let me get to my point number one and let's start going over the badass of stroke. So he's got powers and abilities. He's got enhanced brains. That's right. He's got an enhanced brain. His brain operates at nine times the efficiency of a normal human. It's described as a supercomputer. His mind is designed to process information really fast. It can process stuff so fast, you know, it enables him to out plan and out think people like Batman on the fly. This is someone that can take on teams like the Teen Titans or even the Justice League and come out ahead because on the fly, if something goes wrong, he can still figure out what's going to happen. He's calculating things at that high speed. Of course, he's a genius. I'll get into more of that later as well. He's got accelerated healing. Now, he can heal very fast. He's not a Deadpool level of healer, but he can heal from things very, very, very quickly. Uh, You know, being impaled with a sword or shot with a gun, he can heal from that and keep on fighting. Uh, I don't anticipate him getting hit with anything physically that bad because I just don't think the Care Bears actually have the past experience or the desire to hurt a human being that way he's got the power of resurrection i don't think this is going to come into play he has resurrected himself from the dead i don't think he's dying in this battle but if he needs to it's coming up he's got the uh, immunity to anything that's toxic and poisonous so if they do try to do any type of sleepy stuff or some whatever magical dust that puts him out his body is immune to that he can't get drunk because he just metabolizes any of these foreign substances that come to his body whether it's magical or physical He's got enhanced senses. All that means is that he can he has superhuman levels of eyesight, hearing, and smell. And he uses all this to kind of detect where people are trying to ambush him or hide or whatever they are. You know, he can he'll find where these care bears are hiding if they even decide to hide, which I doubt because they're not that they're not that tactically sound. He's got superhuman strength. Listen, he's thrown big chunks of buildings that fell off that he's destroyed, what have you. He's just somewhere between Captain America and Spider-Man probably closer but still superior to captain america truth be told he's got the power of super leaping listen this is a guy who's got insane agility and he can leap far distances and he can also leap super high this is where it's going to be really fun because he's got superhuman durability this i think is one of his top powers he's taken punches and kept on fighting from both wonder woman and superman i love the care bears i don't i think they're garbage but whatever but they're not hitting him as hard as wonder woman and superman He's got superhuman speed, again, somewhere between Captain America and Spider-Man. Agility and reflexes, again, Captain America and Spider-Man, somewhere between there. You know, he can catch stuff midair, respond to attacks from behind without looking. He's just got this. He's got superhuman stamina. This is going to be a huge factor because at one point he was able to fight at peak, continuously, for five days and five nights. I don't think the Care Bears had that kind of superhuman stamina. Listen, put all this together, and I can guarantee you the Care Bears have not fought someone like Deathstroke in any of their Canadian-produced cartoons. As a Canadian, I know this. That's my point number one.
2: Deathstroke is a very impressive combatant. I'm not going to sit here and pretend he isn't, but to say that the Care Bears have no experience, despite having four seasons of a television show and several movies of which they are constantly overcoming obstacles and villains, I think is selling the Care Bears' experience quite a bit short. And Deathstroke, you know, he he does. He learns from fighting people and he learns how to defeat them the next time. And he's very, very good at compounding that the more times he fights somebody. When has Deathstroke fought anything like the Care Bears? If you could find me some examples of that, I would be severely impressed because I don't think he has. I think this would be his first chance going up against him and he is good at improvisation, but without knowing what the Care Bears are capable of, I think he would very much very easily underestimate their abilities. And you talked about how Care Bears tend to, you know, lose, get pushed around in the first 15 minutes of their TV show. Yes, James, congratulations. You understand how television shows work. That's how it happens, although none of them really get actively hurt. I use the example of Voltron. Voltron gets pushed around his entire episode, then busts out the power sword and one-shots whoever it is he's fighting. That doesn't make Voltron weak at any point and you talk about enemies yes Deathstroke's fought some good ones the Care Bears in their debut fought Professor Coldheart an ice magical wielding character basically Iceman the alleged Omega level mutant from the X-Men and the Care Bears were able to overcome that the first time they met him
1: I'm trying not to laugh at all of this because the one thing I'm pretty sure the Care Bears have never encountered is someone trying to stab them in their insidey places because that's what i'm just you know fantasizing about this fight all right listen let's go to our judge robert clark chan you've heard one point from both ray and myself where's your head at so far with this battle
0: i mean uh, this is pretty ridiculous from the start but that's we're in round one and this is one of those uh crazy kind of matchups so I'm, i'm willing to see where this goes very obviously deathstroke Way out in the lead. We, we we know that there's there's more stuff coming, but the fact that while the Care Bears have faced a lot of magical opponents, I I really don't think that they have faced um someone who would just like come in and punch and stab them. Uh, by the same token, I think Ray is right. I, I I wouldn't mind hearing from James uh what sort of equivalent characters a Deathstroke has fought. I'm sure there are plenty of instances of, you know. That sort of thing where Deathstroke ends up in a wacky alternate universe where, you know, everyone's puppets or something like that. So, you know, uh, I would like to hear something along those lines. But as it is now, Deathstroke is is tearing the stuffing out of these Care Bears and ain't nothing stopping him.
1: Listen, there's a reason why, you know, if you think about Canadian cartoons, you don't really think about Canadian cartoons. Care Bears, perfect example of that. By the way, does everyone remember droids? Remember droids? Yeah, sure. No, you didn't. I had to bring it up. (laughs) C3PO and R2D2, right? A Star Wars cartoon that came out after Return of the Jedi. You think that'd be the biggest hit of all time? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That in the Ewoks cartoon, no one talks about it. You know why? Canadian production, at least in the 80s. It's much better now. All right, Ray sorry about that i just you know i, I get better.
0: no no it's fine uh the experience of watching season two of gi joe that was produced by deke is one of the low points of my oh, life thank uh, you uh that's that's available on the uh the to be unnamed cartoon podcast that i'm a part of <laughs> uh but uh You should check that out because it's horrible. It is truly abominable. But for those of you who
2: are knowing what he's talking about, yes,
1: it's almost
0: like there's two thirds,
1: really half of that podcast here right now. Yeah, uh, if you know what I'm saying. All right, Ray, hit us with
2: your point number two. Point number two for the Care Bears. I think I'm way up right now. We're going to talk about some of their various magic because in the uh, honestly in the in the in the children's books, the Care Bears can fly and teleport. Regretfully, that's not the version I'm using today. But in the animated series. They get from the clouds in the sky down to the earth below using cloud cars and rainbow rollers. That means that they have the means to get up off the ground and take flight in these vehicles if they so need to. If Deathstroke shows himself and Deathstroke doesn't fly, Deathstroke doesn't jump like the Hulk in the air, you know, he doesn't do those things. If you're an aerial opponent, Deathstroke is going to be at a disadvantage against you. And the Care Bears have these flying cars that they can clearly use in every episode to get where they need to go. And if they're down on Earth, it means the cars must be nearby because they came down from the clouds somehow. And when one one opponent can fly and the other cannot, I'll say it again, the flyer has the advantage. Now, we're going to talk about the magic that they have, and it's all related to one very potent ability called the Care Bear Stare. Now, why do they call it the Care Bear stare when it involves them rubbing their tummy and shooting a beam of light from the symbol that's presented on their tummy and has nothing to do with appearing or looking or eyeballs or anything like that at all? I don't know. I didn't invent the Care Bears, that's okay. But every single Care Bear, whether individually or as a group, as a team, they can enhance their own powers exponentially by doing a Care Bear stare together. They have used the Care Bear Stare for a variety of things. The truth of the matter is, it's sort of like the the Greatest American Hero, if you remember that show. Whatever power they happen to need in the moment, it turns out that the Care Bear Stare can do that in that moment. They've used the Care Bear Stare to melt a forest completely covered in ice and snow. They've been using it to turn around and blow out a winter storm. The amount of heat that you must generate in a short short period of time over such a wide area. I'm not going to do the math on it, but if you can literally melt the snow in about 13 seconds, you could give a powerful heat blast to Deathstroke that he is not going to have a good time with. They've also used it, oddly enough, to create massive explosions. That's right. They have blown people up with the Care Bear stare because while they do love and share and care and teach good times, when they need to wreck somebody, they do it. They cause harm to some of these wizards literally in the form of powerful bolts of light or by massively exploding them. They don't often show it on camera, but that's what ends up happening because you can't show everything. Uh, I believe four or five of them together merge their powers to take a gigantic starship, a spaceship of good size. We're not talking about an X-wing here. We're talking about something much larger. And using their combined powers, Care Bear stared that spaceship into orbit. If you can take a spaceship that's gigantic and, you know, very powerfully sized and then launch it into an orbit so it can fly again, what is stopping a single one of these Care Bears? It only is going to take one of them to take a human-sized opponent and also launch him into space. That's the whole deal. Not just that, the Care Bear stare can nullify negative status effects when it happens. So if somebody is being hit with a sleep spell or a slow spell or anything like that, one quick Care Bear stare and they're back to normal again, like an ether in Final Fantasy. Speaking of which, that makes it an ethereal power. I mentioned that all 10 are basically Gandalf the White. I don't think that's selling it hard enough. Every one of these creatures lives on a cloud and has this ethereal power that can do basically whatever they want to. They're 10 Doctor Manhattans. That's who the Care Bears are. Deathstroke does not have an answer, does not have a prayer. These Care Bears are coming for him. And that's my point number two.
1: Um, I, th- I think you've been drinking the Canadian Kool-Aid, otherwise known as uh, Pond Water from Ottawa, Canada. The thing is, Ray, you're wrong on so much of this. Now, first of all, yeah, they got cloud cars and rainbow rollers, uh, and they're going to use these to escape not to use, I mean, when's the last time they actually used it to ram into someone or to smash them into a wall, you know, as if like that guy owed me money and I did it that one time. My whole point is they don't use their vehicles offensively. They use it as a means of transportation and probably to get the heck out of Dodge, which is what's going to happen here. On top of that, the Care Bear Stare, they do it, it's called the stare because they do it, while they do it, none of them blink. It's like they're all a group of freaking psychopaths as they're just staring at whatever it is they're shooting at but they don't have the physicality to back up the violent, psychopathic thing they would need in this battle. They just don't blink and stare blindly, just like I did when I had to watch the Care Bears cartoon back in the day. You know, they're melting stuff, the heat attacks. You know, they've never used that kind of stuff to actually hurt a person. Do they ever shoot a heat attack at a person to maim them, to hurt them? No, you know why? Canadian, thank you. Uh, And finally, you know, they pushed a starship that's pretty cool with the Care Bears stare. They've got some good feats. The Care Bears stare is not a particularly fast bolt of energy you see it coming out doesn't move at light speed but you know who can dodge that really easily that would be Slade, uh you know deathstroke and on top of that gandalf the white none of these care bears know how to fight hand to hand they really don't i'd be surprised if they actually even get into a shoving match which they won't do again because they're canadian all right let me get to my point number two canadian and let's talk about deathstroke's abilities and weapons so he's beyond impressive here's why in terms of abilities, he's a master of disguise, deception, and escapology. All that means is it's hard to pin him down. If he needs to kind of vanish in front of you using stealth, he can. It's on par with Batman's, which means all of a sudden he's right in front of you or he's beside you, whatever, and he disappears. You have no idea where he went, and he'll reappear wherever he needs to because that's how good his stealth is as well. He's a master of intimidation, interrogation, which will work great against the Care Bears who have never encountered the level of severity That Deathstroke brings to this fight in terms of intimidation. And seriously, when's the last time a Care Bear was interrogated using violence and that kind of sheer determination and what? Never happened. They'll have no idea what to do. Now, speaking of fighting, you know, he's mastered every form of combat known to man and he did it in a year. He's capable of using anything. He's really good actually at identifying weak points on an opponent in order to fight the most effectively. He's beaten 300 opponents at the same time. These were regular 300 people, by the way, who were armed. Coming at him, still an impressive feat. He beat Hawkman, who was flying in their fight, talking about, you know, who can fly, whatever. Yeah, he's beating Hawkman while he's flying him. And Hawkman's kind of, you know, not too dissimilar to Thor with everything to do with his nth metal. And on top of that, he beat Black Manta while they were both underwater. Black Manta, that Aquaman nemesis, who's like one of the king of, you know, pretty much an insane villain underwater. And that's where uh, Deathstroke beat him. He's even figured out a pressure point technique that hurts Superman. That is really weird. I don't get how that works, but he figured it out and he can hit Superman and hurt him with a pressure point. Now, in terms of, we- and of course, he'll do the Care Bears. in terms of weapons, he's skilled obviously with various firearms. He's got always two pistols on him, at least, or handguns and a machine gun. And he's got tons and tons and tons of ammo at all time. Remember, he's super strong. By the way, he's got superhuman accuracy. His aim is so great. He was able to throw a paperclip with enough precision to slice a fly cleanly in half. He's also got that enhanced speed And with that uncanny aim, he can kill groups of armed opponents or superhumans with precise shots as he's moving upside down. I'm telling you, kill shots from a sniper-ass type of being with a machine gun. I mean, I'm almost ashamed saying this. I'm not, because it's the Care Bears. Can't stand those guys. Anyway, he's also got explosives. He's got grenades, other explosives on him at all times. In confrontations with groups like the Teen Titans, this is really cool. He'll use explosives to create diversions, weaken structures. You know, and these things can hurt superhumans. He's also got a gas grenade or a a few gas grenades. They've knocked out super powerful beings. Don't think the Care Bears have a defense against a gas grenade. He's got his energy lance. That's a high-tech weapon. It's made out of titanium. It can shoot powerful energy blasts. And then he can split into two Eskrima sticks that are charged. And he uses this against metahumans all the time. He's just awesome. Of course, he's got combat knives for close encounters. And he's done this. And one of my favorite encounters was with Nightwing, who's insanely hard to hit and he sliced and diced up Nightwing insanely. He's also got a mask that has thermal imaging, and he uses it to detect energy signatures, including magical energy. That's going to help him quickly identify what the Care Bears are all about. He's also got explosives that shoot out of his gauntlets, and these explosives are so powerful, they take down buildings. Care Bears are going to have a horrible time with that. And finally, he carries a super bomb, and the super bomb's designed, it's like a flash bomb, and it's designed to incapacitate the entire Justice League, and that includes Superman. Yeah, Care Bears got nothing for that. Now, He's also got that blade. It's called the Deathstroke. That's his actual Scottish sword he's got. At some point, he had Prometheum put into it. Now, Prometheum is this, you know, DC version of combined adamantium and vibranium. And this thing is capable of absorbing all forms of energy, including magical energy. It can also cut through pretty much anything. It's even cut Superman pretty badly. He's also got his icon armor. Now, this is lined with Prometheum. It can, like, absorb all forms of energy, including magic energy. It's strong enough to take full power punches, at least three to four of them from Superman. It's also powered by kinetic energy. So thanks to his superpowers, his speed, his agility, his reflexes, Deathstroke's just going to keep charging this Icon armor all the freaking time. Look, I'm not trying to put down the Care Bear. Who am I kidding? Yes, Care Bears suck. But here's the thing. Against someone like Deathstroke, with all of this know-how, all of these weapons, especially the ability, to take out magical and absorb magical energy. Yeah, the Care Bears have no clue what's about to happen to him. I can't wait to see it. That's my point number two.
2: I got to push back on some of this absolutely right here because it's not like Deathstroke has never lost to magic-based characters before. Everybody knows that he's been wrecked all over the place. Let's face it, everybody that he's beaten uh, has basically also beaten him. He has roughly like a 500 record. He'll beat Batman, but then Batman will beat him. He'll beat Robin, Robin, or Nightwing, will come back and beat him. Superman wrecks him most of the time when they fight, right? So the thing you have to consider is that it it absorbs energy, Uh, absolutely it does. That's more in the form of energy blasts though, not generally speaking like hexes and curses, which is what I would consider what many of the Care Bear stare attacks do. We'll get into that in my point number three. Care Bears are listed according to the official versus wiki as massively hypersonic speed. That puts them at the level of many of the speedsters of the Marvel and DC universes. So if Deathstroke, who is very fast, you mentioned he was Captain America fast, but that's not speedster fast. So when he tries to come in with the swords, he's going to miss a lot of Care Bears who don't particularly want to be sliced and diced. And the Cloud Cars, they're there to create distance because the Care Bear stare is a ranged attack, but Deathstroke's swords are not a ranged attack. So yes, they only need to go so far into the sky to maintain the battle from a distance, which is where they'd rather be fighting. And really quick, the story of Coldheart, the Iceman character I mentioned before, that was the original movie that the Care Bears were in. Essentially, they had to traverse a swamp and a forest, and they kept getting kinda stuck here and there, until finally Wish Bear turned and said, I wish we were at the castle. And all 10 of them immediately teleported to the castle. When you have one character who's basically Aladdin's genie and can wish something to happen, and then it just happens, no saving throw, you're dealing with something on the cosmic ethereal level that, again, Deathstroke has no answer for.
1: Wait, 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 wait. So I know the Care Bears are horrible uh, human beings, if we can make it that kind of a statement, but you're saying in this this movie or, or episode, or whatever it was that you watched, they walked through half the episode, got stuck in swamps, and, you know, we're kind of bogged down. And then halfway through, someone's like, hey, by the way, I can make a wish and we can all just get out of here and get to our final destination. He didn't think or they didn't think to do that at the beginning of the episode. They no, waited but- halfway through. James. That is some genius tacticians, tactical ability right there. That's James, all I have say. you
2: seen the Care Bears tummies? They needed the exercise.
1: Have I seen the Care Bear tummies? Race to Canis. That's all I could say. See after school for years. Are you PTSD oh, kicking in? All right, listen. Let's just move on. Robert Clark Chan. You've heard two points of let's We are at the turning point. Take a second here. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory?
0: Well, honestly, James, you're whipping Ray's butt. Like, outrageous. Uh, oh, there's there is a lot of hyperbole going on on the Care Bear side here. And uh, when I start hearing 10 Gandalf's the what Gandalf the Whites, no, no, it is Gandalf's the White, uh, mm-hmm. or 10 Doctors Manhattan. I know there's a lot of BS flying around here. James, of course, had to bring it up that uh, uh, Deathstroke is basically Batman, blah, blah, blah. So like, it, it happens on both sides, and I, I don't much care for either side uh, pulling this nonsense. Uh, But, I mean, basically, Deathstroke has a whole lot of ways to hurt the Care Bears. I'm interested in the power of the Care Bears. I mean, launching uh, someone into space, that requires something along the lines of uh, 44 million horsepower, uh, Mm -hmm. a combined thrust of 5.3 million pounds. And that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Also, the... uh, the swatting of the lightning bolt, that's 300 300 million volts and about 30,000 amps. That's also impressive. So they do have a lot of power. And then, of course, the wish. That is a big deal. That is basically uh, we wish to win the, the battle. But also it sounds like it's by Roger Rabbit Toon Force rules where that could only happen you know, when it is dramatically necessary to do so. So I will say that there is a lot of power on the table. I do need to hear how you, Ray, think that they're actually going to use this power because, you know, yeah. 5.3 million pounds of, of force is great. But if you're not hitting the guy, then it's equivalent to zero pounds of force. And uh James, honestly, uh, I'm just going to, see how you deal with uh, whatever Ray's got for round three, because I'm sure it's going to be a doozy.
1: See, here's the thing. I don't know if I've made this point. I'm not actually a big fan of the Care Bears. Oh,
0: you don't say. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm actually going to be like insanely hyped up, and I've got more ammo to come. But here's the thing. It's a Canadian cartoon, which means there's still more being hidden behind the scenes, because that's what Canadian cartoons do. I'm also interested to see what Ray brings to the table here. Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number three.
2: Point number three for the Care Bears, where I give Robert Clark Chan exactly what he's asking for. We're gonna talk about some of the hardcore abilities in the specific way, and the obvious way, that the Care Bears win this battle against Deathstroke. Now, first off, they've survived all kinds of encounters. They've been turned into wooden toy soldiers before, and then transmuted back again. You know, they've been dealing with a whole lot of stuff, cloud quakes. They dealt with an enemy that could basically create an earthquake, but on Carolot in the clouds. I don't know how that works, but I do know that buildings were destroyed uh, all around them, and they were able to kind of work through that. But their Care Bear stare can do so much more than just magically blast people. One thing that it has the ability to do is basic telekinesis. I remember in the Solomon Grundy versus Eleven episode from Stranger Things, Eleven used telekinesis, and James successfully argued that Solomon Grundy, a very strong and powerful character, would just get stuck in the air with nothing to push back against, and he'd have no ability to move whatsoever when faced with the uh, abilities of telekinesis. Well, every single Care Bear, beyond the fact that they can launch things of large scale into space... They could use it to, for telekinesis powers, to pick things up, move them around, hold them in place. They could paralyze and hold Deathstroke in place using their Care Bear Stare telekinesis. Not to mention the Care Bear Stare also can be used to heal other people or bears. If any of them do get hurt, maimed, what have you, there are 10 of them, which means that any of the ones that are still around could just easily Care Bear Stare and heal the other bears back to full health again. What's more annoying in a video game than uh, enemies that constantly heal each other. Well, you got 10 happening here against Deathstroke. He moves fast. I don't know if he moves fast enough to stop all of them from constantly healing each other as they need to. Not to mention the fact, as I said before, the wish power. (laughs) You're dealing with a wish power, you know, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. But the one specific way, and the one thing Care Bears always do, basically in every single episode and movie that they've ever been in, is they use their powers to change the mood and the temperament and even the morality of whichever evil force that they are in contact with. That's right. They love uh, caring and sharing, and they go down where people are in bad moods or are bad people, and then they using the power of the Care Bear Stare, turn them into good people, turn them into people who want to love and care and share. We're talking a love bomb of epic, Proportions. What the Care Bears could do individually and much more potently as a group of even four, five, two of them even, but we have ten here, is they combine to Care Bear stare and form a ray of love and good cheer, which could bring care and joy into any target's heart they want to. And there is no defense against this. Not one wizard, not one enemy, not one creature has ever taken the Care Bear's anti-hostility beam and even come close to saving against it. They are immediately transformed at their core into a good-natured, loving, cheerful person. If they hit Deathstroke with the Care Bear stare, morality, and temperament beam, this is gonna shut down his violence, shut down his powers, And there is no defense against it. I would point out Deathstroke's one big weakness, as he has admitted in the comics verbatim, was the only fights that he's ever lost are the ones where his tactical genius was drowned out by his emotion. In other words, he can be a very emotional character, meaning he's going to give off a lot of that anger, a lot of that rage, and it means he's even more susceptible to being absolutely shunted by the Care Bear Stare, bringing him down to basically putting his swords down and incapacitating himself to have a tea party for a minimum of two minutes and turning a new leaf as a hero going forward, using the ultimate power that they always use in every episode of the Care Bear Stare. They will make Deathstroke not want to fight them. And that's a win because they will be able to safely walk away or fly away in their cloud cars. That's my ultimate point number three. I love your point
1: number three. Unfortunately, I had a feeling this may be where you go with it. Unfortunately, slash fortunately for me. Now, before I even talk about that, you know, this is the main thing that really keeps coming up about the care bears. And and I'm not actually gonna slam Canada because Canada's military is actually really, really awesome. You know, Canadians as a whole, very intelligent a uh, great country. I'm, I can't put down Canada. I really can't questionable after school cartoons. But other than that, you know, it's, it's a pretty amazing place, but the care bears are tactically incompetent. That is a fact. Again, someone had the ability to wish them from one spot to the other. Every time they face a villain and they have to use a heat ray. why don't they just go to the per the care bear with the wish power, just start it and end it right there. Why does it take a whole episode? Why do they have to walk through a marsh and get bogged down in a swamp? Hey, I got to wish I could. Just do it at the beginning and be done with it. But they don't. You know why? Because they're not tactically sound. They're not combat oriented. They want to make sure everyone's having a good day, which is fantastic. That's awesome. The world needs that. But that's not this fight, is it? Now, on top of that, the magic. Now, here's the thing. You're right. Magic is definitely a factor, except if you're Deathstroke. Again, the armor, the sword absorbs magic. But more importantly than that, He's actually got something within his armor because he's had to take on Zatanna from the DC Universe. Zatanna is one of the top 10, maybe top five, most powerful magic users within the DC Universe. And he has plans in place so that when she whispers the word or command backwards, which is a really cool thing she does, it doesn't affect him. If Zatanna's magic can't do that, I don't think the Care Bears are going to be able to either. Now, with all that being said, let me get to my point number three. And for my point number three, let's talk about Deathstroke's wins. The Care Bears limitations, and how I see this fight going down. So Deathstroke often fights way above his weight class. That's the cool thing. And he very often gets the win. So in no order in particular, actually, I put it in order. He's beaten Batman one-on-one legitimately. In their first encounter, he took out and completely knocked out Batman. That is a huge feat. In a random encounter with no time to prepare, he took out both the Flash and the Kid Flash. He may not be a speedster, but he knows how to use speed against speedsters he actually got the Flash to impale himself by running behind Deathstroke, and Deathstroke anticipated that, had a sword kind of pointed out in a hidden way, and the Flash just, boom, ran right into it and impaled him. He knows how to deal with speedsters. He's beaten the Teen Titans a number of times. I'm talking about Nightwing. I'm talking about Raven, Starfire, Beast Boy, and Cyborg, and another character named Jericho. Anyway, my whole point is he's taken out the A-listers, Teen Titans, with Cyborg and Raven and Starfire and robin slash nightwing and beast boy that's crazy he's beaten the justice league he took on now this was a different form of the Justice league there was no superman or wonder woman or batman in this one but in it plastic man elongated man why he had to be there when plastic man was there i'm not sure hawkman green lantern the flash zatanna the adam black canary and green arrow all at the same time and defeated them all again green lantern the flash zatanna I mean, you know, a Plastic Man, who Ray yourself said is one of those powerful beings around. And I agree with that. He took them all on and beat them. Now, let's talk about the weaknesses of the Care Bears. I've already mentioned a little bit about this. But let's keep going. They are not really ready to deal with forms of malice or, you know, in negative feelings or in caring. And this is something that happens with the Care Bears when they face off against someone. There's an episode cost called, called The Last Laugh. And the Care Bears are trying to make this boy laugh. And because they can't, because the boy is mean, they become depowered. And I think he's mean, he's negative, he's angry, he's destructive. Am I talking about the boy now or am I talking about Deathstroke? One and the same. The Care Bears are going to get depowered. Just being around Deathstroke, that's a big factor. You know, their magic abilities, again, they're just not tactical with them. I already mentioned that. The Care Bears often have a level of naivete. It's kind of cool to watch them do that. I know it's a kid's cartoon. They're not going to be able to deal with the very sophisticated mechanizations of a death stroke and the way he can make them look one place, disrupt what they're thinking. He's attacked. Them like he thinks nine times more efficiently and faster than a regular human. This person will come up with a plan. You know, in another episode called the Care Bears," called the lost gift. I think there was a mix up that leads to a missing gift and that caused all of them to completely care bears to completely shut down for the vast majority of the episode, a missing gift cause them to shut down. I'm pretty sure deathstroke can cause way more confusion and delay as Thomas the Tank Engine would say. That's going to make them completely go nuts on this one. So, and on top of that, again, combat skills. I I don't know if they throw punches and kicks in the Care Bears. I didn't see it. They're not going to be able to deal with the combat skills and the efficiency and the war machine that is Deathstroke. Explosives, you know, knockout gas, everything else. A sword that I anyway, that's all I'm saying. Look, here's how this fight's going to go down. You know, they're going to face off You know, uh, Care Bears are going to say, oh, what's this cool looking guy? Because he does look pretty cool. And be like, hey, you want to be friends? Whatever it is. Welcome to Care Lot. And Deathstroke's like, no, I'm taking these bears out. The Care Bears all of a sudden start trying to use their magic, trying to make wishes and all that. And they're going to find that not only is it not working because Deathstroke's taking being two steps ahead. He's also starting to blow them up with explosives. There's 10 Care Bears. There's eight Care Bears. There's six Care Bears. All I'm trying to say is by the time the one that's a wish bear is there, he's not even figuring out he can make a wish yet. At the end of the day, the Care Bears just have not faced off against opponents who are trying to absolutely wreck their Care Bears in the way that Deathstroke can do, the way that Deathstroke can do. There's a reason why he's considered one of the most dangerous people on the planet. And that's according to Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman. And that's because of the terror, the malice, and the destruction that he can commit on one or a group of superhumans at the same time. The Care Bears just don't have what it takes to take on Deathstroke. That's my point, number three.
2: Full disagree. Now, James, you're shady in general. You're showing a little bit of uh, working within the margins here. You mentioned about four different types of armors that Deathstroke wears and then assumed that he has the properties of all four armors at the same time, even though they were all different with different abilities. So please, he has a lot of different armors from the Promethean, some of the icon armor and you kind of just lumped them all in as one like you did with the predator battle where you pretended that every predator is one predator and that's just not factually correct stop conflating He, he he absorbs energy not necessarily magic and that's the point i looked at his sword i looked at his armor they are energy absorbers a lot like black panther's armor that's not going to help him against a morality beam at the end of the day. And you ask why the Care Bears don't just go straight into it against their enemies? One, because that's not how TVs and movie works, okay? Second off, they wait for the adversity. They don't just walk in guns ablaze, and they're not the Punisher. They try to talk some sense into the person before uh, they go ahead and go full Monty and force them into their way of thinking. They're very aggressive in that way. They do not accept, I'm having a bad day. They will force you to be happy by the end of the encounter. And that's how the Care Bears work. That's how they ultimately use their power. When he digs in and gets madder and madder over the course of a battle, they are going to, pardon the pun, bear down, and they're going to uh, entrench themselves and fight even harder to turn his frown upside down. At the end of the day, uh, Slade is going to come at him. He's gonna come out, they're very, very fast. They're gonna dodge a lot of what he has to do. He's not gonna be prepared for Care Bears moving that quickly. He's gonna be slicing and shooting and exploding and he's gonna find he's not having a lot of effects. Where he might be able to hit one, not sure he'd be able to since I've never seen it happen before. They're just gonna heal themselves. If he gets off a kill shot on one of them, two of them, three of them even, it doesn't matter because Wish Bear can just bring them back to life using his ethereal wish powers. And at the end of the day, when they're just staring at each other because they're gonna be in cloud cars uh, hundreds of feet above the battle, staring down at Deathstroke. They're gonna come at him with the hardest 10 bear care bear stare in history. And he is going to drop his swords, start crying because he's an emotional guy. And he is going to offer to share an Earl Grey tea with the care bears and put on a party hat and join the crew. That's how this battle ends with Deathstroke shutting down.
1: I got to say, this may be my favorite battle of season five. Just putting that out there. I'm just loving all of this so far. All right, listen, you've heard three points from Ray. You've heard three points from me. Robert Clark Chain, it's time for you to make a decision. But before we get to what Robert has to say, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week, we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray,
2: which patron do we have today? Today, we are going to be celebrating Felix Cult. Felix Cult, it is your time on the Who Would Win show in the Care Bears episode.
1: All right, listen, you know, in honor of the Care Bears, and I use the term honor uh, loosely, let's go have Felix fight someone who also is kind of looking like a cute, cuddly, kids-after-school kind of character. Let's have
2: Felix fight
1: Squirrel Girl.
2: Squirrel Girl is very, very tough, though. She's been on uh, the Patron of the Week before. James, I think you need to start making a list of people you haven't used before. Because uh, the answer with Squirrel Girl is always, you know, you just wait till you get her off screen or on screen. You keep her, you keep the camera pointed at you at all times. If Squirrel Girl gets you off camera, you're defeated, no matter who you are, no matter how powerful you are. Felix Cult, however, knows this about her. He knows this, and so the thing is, she's going to amass an army of squirrels to try to overwhelm him. But Felix Cult, much like Professor Coldheart, has ice-based powers. That is right. He's going to unleash a spray of ice all over the ground and the squirrels are going to be slipping and sliding and falling and they're going to ride all past him and they're going to go off a cliff. I don't know why there's a cliff here, but there is. And all the squirrels are going off of it. Squirrel Girl is going to be very, very upset. And unfortunately, much like a lemming, much like a caring owner of a pet, Squirrel Girl is going to then ignore the battle knowing the camera's on him so she can't necessarily do anything to hurt him. She's going to dive off the cliff to save her squirrels, which she will do. But at the expense of this battle, Felix Cult you just won. I mean, you always have to have a cliff in,
1: uh, you know, these uh, Patreon battles. That's just how it goes. Congratulations, Felix. Remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash who would win show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now, back to the decision, Robert. It's time for you to make your judgment. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle
0: between the Care Bears and Deathstroke. Okay, what we have here, as you so aptly put it, 500 pounds of stuffed bear versus 225 pounds of killing machine. Deathstroke wants to kill these Care Bears for some reason, but can the Care Bears be hit? I, like, uh, basically, Ray presented a bunch of magical beings who are fighting with the Care Bears, there's nobody who comes in and punches them, kicks them, tries to gun them down or explode them with grenades. And I suspect that's because they can't really be affected in that way. Like it, it's kind of like, you like the, the D D creatures that can only be hit by magical weapons kind of thing. I I, I think they can be affected, but it's, Not nearly as efficient as a normal deathstroke situation would be. All right. Uh, He's going to throw grenades. He's going to, you know, slash at them with swords, and they'll either hit them and then, you know, obviously no blood's coming out. Uh, Stuffing, maybe. We don't actually know what's in these physical incarnations of caring, Uh, but also. I think Ray is right that they're just gonna keep healing themselves. It's like a just like a janky cheap ass final fantasy boss. I think the cloud cars are, it's, it's kind of a stupid image to see them driving around in these cars, which are, they're not battle vehicles by any stretch of the imagination, but they can move farther away from Slade Wilson and they can try and shoot hearts and love beams down on them or whatever, you know, your classic Megatron versus Kong situation, but also if Deathstroke can take it to Hawkman and Hawkman is about the best flyer out there, then I don't I don't see those cloud cars being real helpful. Uh by the same token though, the slashing and hacking of Slade Wilson is not going to be real effective on the Care Bears. Neither is their force. Like they're they're going to not going to be able to fling him into space. They're not going to be able to use their forest melting powers whatever, you know, flame fireballs they can shoot, I don't think they're going to be able to hit Slade Wilson. He can, He's going to be able to dodge anything uh, lethal that they can send at him. I don't believe that uh, that armor or the sword can absorb magic. Or more importantly, I don't believe they can, uh, like there's that telekinesis and uh, fire and whatnot like that. Uh, I, I don't think the armor will be able to protect him against the real threat, which is this. I don't know if it's actually called a ray of love, trying to put the words Ray and love together real difficult for me. I'm trying, but it's it's just like two uh, positively charged magnets in my head that are just bouncing off each other. Can't quite get them close enough to work. So what we have is yes, this care bear stare, uh, that's going to uh, try and hit Slade Wilson and get him to what love to not fight. I this it doesn't ring true to me as an incapacitating move. Like uh, if it if it works on him like Ray says it will, like he'll stop fighting. But then that's just a that's not even the running away, you know, uh, it's, it's not a, a Cobra commander running away from a fight. It's just a non fight and I would be tempted to call it a draw, but we don't have draws on the show. Um, they, I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I hear that they, you know, they, they can walk away safely, but I, th- uh, uh, in my mind, the rules say, that someone has to be incapacitated so that the other person can walk away safely, just so we can have this rule that like these don't all have to be death matches. Um, But I, I just don't think that that's a win condition. Um, I think we need to come up with a new win condition because it comes down to this ray of love, this care bear stare versus Slade Wilson's will James really should have given me a reason why Slade wants to kill these Care Bears? If it were some sort of contract, and you know he has a, a, a code of ethics that says uh, someone has paid me to kill the Care Bears, and I must kill the Care Bears, therefore I will do that. Or if you know the, the Care Bears, uh, he thinks that they killed his daughter or something like that, then he wants revenge. That makes sense. But by not giving me something firm that I can grasp onto, so that I can say the Deathstroke has a mission then this becomes a lot wigglier because I would have given it to Deathstroke if we had that. If we had a clear win condition that was a defeat by the Care Bears, I would have given it to the Care Bears. So to my mind, we need a new win condition. We need to set up a a rule that says we have a winner here. One person has defeated another person. One party has defeated another party. So... I think it's going to be what Ray suggested. He suggested that at the end of this fight, Deathstroke would sit down and have some Earl Grey tea with the Care Bears and join the crew. So I need to believe that Deathstroke will join the Care Bears maybe not permanently, it won't be a, an 11-person team uh, for very long, maybe they team up to take down Darkseid or some such nonsense, but I need to feel like Slade Wilson will be hit with the Care Bear stare, will give up the fight for at least you know several minutes or whatever, and sit down, more importantly, sit down and have that Earl Grey tea with the Care Bears. And I don't think that will happen. I think he would rather walk away and not kill the Care Bears, which a walk away might constitute a loss, but it's not a retreat. I have established that the win condition is that he would join them for tea. And I think the Care Bears will put love in his heart, but he will not sit down for tea. The winner of this match is Deathstroke. What the heck? This was, why couldn't I have watched
1: this Uh, after school, back when I was a little kid in Canada? This was one of the most insane battles, only to be outdone by probably the most insane yet, sane and clearly and concise you know description of how this battle goes I'll accept the victory race to
2: canis what are your thoughts on losing such a close battle i'm still confused that i lost if he walked away uh ran away from the battle and battlefield removed himself that's a victory for the care bears no what is this suddenly what other who would win battle was decided on would he accept t that's not a win condition in the rules of the who would win show i don't believe for a second that's a win condition today. Based on what Robert Clark Chan said, the Care Bears won this battle.
0: Nah, no. I don't buy I don't buy either of them walking away with nothing being decided. Something needs to be decided and if it's not going to be blood cuz Care Bears are going to walk away without a scratch and Deathstroke's going to walk away without a scratch. I need something definitive that says yay or nay, thumb up or thumb down, and I I think the care bearers set the rules of engagement here and uh they cannot meet it.
1: You know what? I got to go back to the rules. Rule number 5, the winner of the debate is whenever the judge decides has the best case. Rule number 6, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto at any point they feel violates the rules or I mean this is what I I am not saying I'm 100% understanding the wisdom of Robert Clark Chan in this. But again, according to our own rules that we've been using for years, Robert Clark Chan gets to make the decision and states who is the winner of this episode. And evidently it's death stroke. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. All I got to say is to both of you, thank you for giving me the opportunity for being able to just finally, after years, decades, if you will, vent my frustrations and my anger towards the care bears having death stroke just in, even in my mind going stabby mcstabberson on the care bears while blowing them up with grenades. i don't know where i'm going with this all i'm saying is i was having a great time throughout this whole episode robert clark chan yet again you have come on the hood Win show and given us the wisdom of the ages the wizard shazam has nothing on you good sir please come back on our show bring back everything you do and just deliver an amazing you know Experience once more. In the meantime, tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base,
0: where they can find you online. I just want to be clear you're wrong about that. The Care Bears are pretty cool. And uh, honestly, I think they're, I would rather watch an episode of Care Bears than an episode of a Deathstroke cartoon. That being said, we do watch a lot of uh, terrible, terrible cartoons over there on Knowing is Half the Podcast. Oh, I gave it away! Knowing is Half the Podcast. I knew it. Uh, find it uh, wherever you get podcasts. Search for your favoriteest weirdest cartoon, and we'll almost certainly have done an episode about it. We have done, uh, I believe we're now over 500 episodes. So uh, we've we've done a a fair chunk of them. Also AE double back. If you're into wrestling hear how uh, this week's AEW dynamite went. Yeah. Drop us, drop in, have, have a sit, have some Earl gray tea with us. (laughs) All
1: right. Ray again, great job this week. Uh, you, You really did rep the Care Bears really, really well.
2: Tell our listeners where they can find you. I still honestly don't think I lost this battle based on the decision. I think we need to take this to the people. I think we need to take this to our Patreon subscribers and say, based on the scenario that Robert Clark Chan presented, who won this battle? I do not feel content accepting that answer for such a hotly- contested battles such as this, I feel a little bit like uh, let down by that verdict, not giving us a satisfying conclusion. I am just going to put it out there to the people. A Patreon poll will be going up as soon as this show drops and you will have an opportunity to actually decide the answer to this battle because this is possibly the most controversial decision or non-decision, or or half a decision, or a tie. I don't still don't actually know who won this battle, and I was here, and I was here for the entire thing. I don't know. Patreon.com slash who would win show. I need you to tell me, and tell James, and Chan, and the entire board of who would win, who actually won this fight.
0: I will personally respond to every single comment on Patreon. I will respond to every single comment on the Facebook group. Go to the Facebook group, vent your frustration. I will tell you why you're wrong or right, depending on if you agree with me or not. You know? Yeah, what side? Yeah, that's, a, that's an important distinction.
1: Great. by the way, when have you ever been content with a loss? Well, lot? I've
2: never lost on the show. I take that back. I've lost one and a half times in five seasons. And I guarantee today was not one of those days.
1: And, and where? Okay, I, I mean that's a fair not. I again, I'm still confused too. Tell the legion. Where can people even find you online? That was Well, the whole find me on quest.
2: Threads, of course. The only social media site that exists at Almighty Ray three sixteen. And yeah, let's go on the Facebook group. Let's uh, let's discuss this on Instagram. Let's talk about some of this because uh, I don't know what happened here. I still don't know what happened here. I am a web of confusion, as if I just got hit myself. With a Care Bear stare, but it somehow didn't bring me happiness. You notice there's no
1: blinking from the Care Bears, right? Whatsoever. Like they just stare at you and it, and they just keep that creepy smile. And they're just staring at you as they shoot whatever, you know, excrements coming out of their. Anyway. Okay. You can find me on uh, X, aka Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabsey. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group. That's what we're talking about. To make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community, you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcast. On behalf of myself, Race Stekanis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.
0: Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Cassandra. And we're the hosts of Trashy Trashy. We're a podcast filled with trashy news stories
3: and garbage people. Did you leave the scene of an accident to go tanning? Do you refer to wearing the strap-down on your Crocs as sports mode? Have you ordered Domino's online before they even
2: open in the morning? Are you switching the same AAA batteries from your TV remote to your vibrator instead of just buying more batteries? Or are you normal? Check us out wherever you download
1: podcasts.